You're here now and you've made it. So you've figured out a way to deal with change successfully and you can do it again. When I talk about spiritual or energetic tools, it can sound very woo-woo, but once you start examining it, it is very practical, very powerful, and it works. So why the heck not? When change happens, a lot of new possibilities are born. That is fertile territory for creativity. Go deeper. Find your center. Live life to the fullest. This is the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator. Welcome to the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator, sponsored by Connections University, where you'll find the Experience Excellence audio program, a resource for encouragement, inspiration, and mastery of life's everyday challenges. Visit DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com and download Experience Excellence today. If there is one thing that you can depend on, it is that you can't depend on anything. (laughs) One thing you can be certain of is that the world will change. It's pretty much a constant, pretty much the only constant. And I know, Kim, since I've been uh, working with you, that I have had to learn to adapt to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to bring it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody really likes change. And I mean, I say that and we really do. Okay, we really do. Because it would be so, so boring if nothing ever changed. But what we don't like is that transition period that's difficult when we knew what we were doing or we thought we did. And then something new occurs. And now we really don't know what we're doing. And so it's like a constant restart. And certainly the last several years of my life have really been a constant adaptation to change because I've had so much trauma and loss. I look at it like, hey, like you said, this is a guarantee. Not that everybody's going to have a lot of trauma and loss, but we are all going to have loss and we all are going to have change. And so we have to learn how are we going to adapt to that best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing that we really, the thing that really gets us that we don't like about change is the uncertainty that's Mm -hmm. involved in it. Because we like to feel comfortable in knowing how the world works and knowing our place in it. And when all of a sudden that is disrupted, it can be pretty traumatic. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good thing. It's probably bred into us over years of having to survive in very difficult situations. We have to be aware of when things change and we have to be ready to respond. And that takes a lot of mental and physical energy, right? Oh, and it's, gosh, it's, so yes. it's, it's draining to encounter change over and over again. Yes. And yet, like you say, in change, there is the ability to grow and to get better. Mm -hmm. So in change, there is great opportunity. And the problem is that it's an opportunity to fail as well as an opportunity to succeed. When things are changing quickly, 
there are certainly no guarantees. Mm-hmm. It can be very disorienting is one of the things that can happen with regular and constant change or even a big change, not necessarily something that's happening all the time. But when you experience the death of a loved one, it can be so disorienting and your entire world and everything that you relate to and everything you feel like you know is different. You're literally in a different world suddenly. And so it takes some time to understand how to maneuver in this new world. And I think, gosh, our culture is so based in productivity and getting things done and making things happen quickly and instant gratification that I don't think we're as helpful to one another as we could be in helping others get through and adapt to their own changes. Well, that's a good point that we need to be more aware of of the changes that other people are going through and be supportive of them in, in those changes. In fact, we can each serve as a sort of foundation mm-hmm. for people who are going through changes as sort of a constant, I would say. Yes. There are other things that we can keep as constants too, uh, certainly our faith, mm-hmm. our values, our skills and knowledge, and those qualities that we develop along those lines can serve as constants in the midst of change. And I think that's why it's so important to be committed to a, a good sense of, of what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong, a sense of values that don't change. Mm-hmm. Because in order to weather the changes that happen in the world, you do need something to come back to. You've got to have something to hold on to right. that doesn't change, right? Absolutely. One of the things that I think is essential for being able to not only to thrive, but to really survive is to have what I personally call my spiritual tool belt. And I know in my coaching practice, that's one of the things that I help people with a lot is to help them build up the tools that they'll put in their spiritual tool belt. And we don't even have to call it a spiritual tool belt. You you can just call it your life tool belt, because there's all kinds of, like you're talking about the values that you have, the characteristics that you want to build, and the things that are important to you that you want to make sure that you hold on to throughout your life. You have to be cultivating those things during times where things are seemingly kind of quiet, kind of even keeled, continue to build those tools because you know change is coming at some point. You know you'll have to adapt and you want to have those in place before it happens. Well, that, that's a real interesting term, a spiritual tool belt. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, envisioning that. So n- now you've got me curious, what what tools are in the spiritual tool belt? Oh my goodness. Typically. It's fabulous. <laughs> the spiritual tool belt is fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it you sounds can, like it. Yeah, you can picture I love superheroes. Gosh, the gadgets that Batman has, awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you've got Superman with his X-ray vision. And so I love using superheroes as sort of this inner tool. They're really, really fun when you watch it, let's say in a movie. But if you want to take some of those things and incorporate them into your inner life, 
Not only can it be fun, but it also is highly effective to have the visual and the feeling, for instance, of being Batman in that moment. Okay, so let's say your car needs to sprout wings. I'm going to take that into, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, often my car needs to sprout wings and I wish it would, but it just hasn't happened yet. I'm working on it. (laughs) Maybe get in touch with Elon Musk. But on an inner level, though, sometimes I feel like I may need to escape, let's say. Let's say I'm in a situation that doesn't feel good, a situation maybe that I found myself in in a meeting, or let's say it's at a party or something like that. And it's a conversation that has become difficult. And on an inner level, I'm feeling the desire to get out of that or to escape. Well, I've got tools in my spiritual tool belt that help me, number one, not to panic. Number two, to reach in and say, all right, this conversation is feeling difficult or feeling too challenging. Instead of escaping out of it, because first of all, I want to say that a difficult or challenging conversation can be a great opportunity to grow. It can be a great learning experience, but most people are going to try to avoid it and run or get out of it. So let's say that you're in that situation and your first instinct is to run or get out. But instead you say, wait a minute, this is kind of my method. I go, wait, I've got a tool for that. I silently within myself continue listening to this other person while I pray. And you can do this, create an energetic change in some way to reach to your higher self or to reach to God and say, I need some help right now. Help me to see this other person as you, God, or you, higher self, see them. Help me to see from a bird's eye view so I can understand better where they're coming from, because that's going to help me calm down and recognize that this is not an attack on me. It is amazing how often something will happen. I just had it happen the other day in a negotiation, and we were outdoors, and I did this, And I said, I need some help here. I don't know how to manage this conversation. It's going in a place that I wasn't expecting. I asked for help. And within seconds, really, within 30 seconds, this dog came out of nowhere. And I don't have a a fence around a large, really natural setting backyard. It's beautiful. And this dog just came around the driveway and appeared And it completely stopped the conversation for everybody. And all the focus was on the dog. And I knew that this wasn't coincidence. This was an energetic change. What happened was it did not stop that line of thinking for the other folks, but it gave me an opportunity to regroup, to calm myself, to say, okay, this conversation is happening. So now I can gather my strength and stand firmly on what I desire, stand firmly on what I know that I want and be able to respond accordingly. And it changed the whole conversation. So that's just one example of something in my spiritual tool belt. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds very powerful. 
It is. And useful and practical, yes. right? Yeah. So that's a great, I love, I love that you said that. I, I just want to respond to that quickly. When I talk sometimes about spiritual or energetic tools, it can sound very woo woo, but it can sound that way. But once you start examining it, like you said, it is very practical, very powerful, and it works. So why the heck not? What you're doing is anticipating uh, situations that may come up, situations uh, that will challenge you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're preparing yourself in advance for those. Right. That's great. I wonder how you think expectations play a role in embracing change, because we've obviously all been through changes before in our lives, and some of those have been good changes, and some of them have not been so good. And so I think we tend to develop a set of expectations around the whole subject of change Mm -hmm. that influences the way that we respond to change or the way that we anticipate change. Mm -hmm. And and those can give us, uh, I guess, a mixed bag. They can give us a negative bias toward change, or they can make us eager to jump into situations where there's change, Mm -hmm. kind of depending on our past experience. You're right that those expectations can really create your mindset and what you're looking for ahead and what you think is going to occur. There are a couple of things. One, what we think is going to occur is more often than not, not what actually happens. Right. That's true. Yeah. We can't predict the future. And and usually things are either not as bad or not as good as we think they're going to be. We, mm-hmm. we tend to amplify them in in projecting ahead. We do. It's good to know that. And in fact, to have that as one of your tools so that you can rein your thoughts in from let's say this wide bandwidth of, oh no, the worst thing is going to happen or, oh my gosh, the best thing in the whole world is going to happen. It's like there's that wide highway there. It's just rain it in and make it maybe instead of a, a six laner, you're making it a three lane highway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's a good way to look at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, of possibilities and expectations. Kind of narrowing the channel. So yes. it's it's not going to be nearly as bad or as good as, as you think. Mm-hmm, right. And, and so that helps your balance. Yeah, it brings you more toward a realistic outlook. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think consciously, if if you're aware of the fact that the changes in your past have been very difficult and negative, you can take that into consideration. You can tell yourself that that does not necessarily portend the future. What, is, what has happened before does not just automatically get extrapolated into the future. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's something that I have found very useful to consider. Very useful. You know, like I said, the last five years of my life, I have had a tremendous amount of loss, lost people very close to me in a span of five years. I mean, a lot. It is so disorienting. My life looks so different today than it did six years ago. The constant is that my spirit and my joy are still intact. My life purpose, it's kind of like it it went dormant for a little while because you got to grieve and you got to go through these things. But 
it reemerges because it's who you are. It's what you're here to do. And that can't be erased. And so I think that's one of the things that you can hang on to during times of incredible adaptation, which really, frankly, you know, we've talked about it before, we're in the middle of this sheltering in place in this virus pandemic. And so many, many people I would say nearly everybody is going through some kind of adaptation right now, which is bizarre when you think about it, that the entire world is going through an adaptation based on this virus and the responses to it. And so some people will experience more trauma than others. But I think that that's one thing that if you look to that inner self, that inner spirit, that who am I and what am I here to do? It can really keep you grounded because that is something that as a constant, you can do it in any setting, any situation. And even if it does go dormant, like with me, it will reemerge. And that's been very important for me to stay balanced. Something that occurred to me while you were talking is that it seems like it it can be helpful to go back. Well, here's what we do. We don't accurately remember the past. Mm -hmm, Right. And that memory gets worse and worse each time we remember it. (laughs) Because when we're remembering something that happened in the past, we change it to suit the moment. And then what happens is the next time we remember it, we don't remember the original memory. We remember ourselves remembering. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's like the old game of telephone where you whisper something in somebody's ear and then that person turns to the next person and whispers. And then by the time it gets all the way around, it's totally different. Yeah, that That's is kind an of, awesome exercise to really see that <laughs> way that works, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But that's kind of how our memory works. Our memory gets polluted or or gets influenced by the things that happen after that memory happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to be aware of that and to realize that you're pretty much in control of your past, mm-hmm. of what you want to take from your past. And just because you have a bad memory of something, of a situation where you were encountering change and it didn't work out real well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was really all that bad, even at the time. Right. And certainly, you've also, you've survived it, right? You've gotten through it, and you're here now, and you've made it. So you've figured out a way to deal with that change successfully. And you can do it again. And it's good to remind yourself of that. Well, I think that's one of the most important things is that you did survive, because you're still here. And so you can reach back in and say, okay, what are the kernels here of looking at my strength in this and looking at the way that I was able to adapt so that if your mind does travel back to a traumatic event or something that just didn't work out well for you or work out the way you wanted it to, if you can travel back when you're thinking of that and thinking, oh, no, this situation is going to be just like that. That didn't work out for me before. Instead of staying there, look at, well, okay, what did I do? What did I do to adapt that allows me to still be here, to be resilient? Let me grab on to the memory of that instead and maybe yeah. put that in place now for the next thing. Right. That's one way that we really 
successfully deal with change is with creativity, is with looking at what we've done before that's been creative and innovative, and then look at ways to apply that creativity to the new situation. You know, the world is changing, and that's a very dynamic force that's acting on us. And so we have to meet that force with an equally dynamic force, and creativity is an extremely dynamic way to meet the challenges that that are served up by the change that we encounter. When change happens, a lot of new possibilities are born. And so that is fertile territory for creativity. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a, an awful lot of opportunities so that the things that we, the assumptions that we had about reality may no longer apply. There may be a whole lot of different circumstances being born that we can tap into. And so I, I think it's important to realize how creative that we can be and, and also to be curious, to wonder how is the world changing? Okay, it is changing. Well, what's that going to look like? Let's be a little bit curious about that and eager to find out. Right. That kind of takes me back to what you were saying when we first started this conversation. Um, You said, you know, since you've been working with me, (laughs) that you had to get used to a lot of changes. And I was laughing because I'm kind of known for in my coaching practice, really taking people to the edge of their comfort zone. And I don't take people to the edge of their comfort zone in order to say, wow, let's make you so uncomfortable and and make this an unpleasant experience. You're not just doing it just to mess with them, right? Exactly. It's like what I'm doing is illustrating that the edge of our comfort zone, when you go to the edge of it, you find that the edge just moved and it's a little further out than you thought it was. And so I see people regularly being so excited about learning what they were capable of, learning who they are, that they are far more than what they thought they were, that they'd ever allowed themselves to believe about themselves. And it's really, really gratifying. And it's very exciting to see that process. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point. What I'm getting from that is that change is a habit that you can build. Mm -hmm. It's a skill that you can practice and get better at. And what you're saying is is an exact illustration of that. By practicing maybe small and more insignificant changes, then you are well equipped to handle the big changes that come along. Yes. And you, you, you'll know exactly how to respond and what to do. And you'll have the confidence to go forward and make decisions, be decisive, and figure out the best way for dealing with the changes that come. There's a lot of great things that you can tap into to help with this kind of creative process, because I hear people a lot of times say, well, you know, of course you can do that. You're engaged in creativity all the time. Well, we all are. It's just that some of us recognize that we are more than others. And one of the tools that I use, another tool in my spiritual tool belt is music, because music is something we all have access to. It's something we all respond to. And 
when you listen to a song, so I'm just going to take, you know, a typical, um, forget about jazz and, and a lot of the other things that can go way, way out there. I'm talking about just a typical pop song or country song, whatever it is. You listen to that and there are patterns. So there are patterns that are verse, chorus, and then sometimes what's called a bridge, which a bridge is just a transition, a part that transitions. And even if you don't know what these things are technically, you know them as a listener and we're familiar with that. And so I use music as a tool to help people understand that you're going to transition. We're singing the verse. We're in the verse right now. And here comes the chorus. Here comes a change. And the change is as simple as stepping from here to there, right foot to left foot. And then we're going to change back again. And when you listen to music, you can use that as a tool to feel, I'm going to say the effortless sway of the change. And then use that in every application in your life, whether it's a conversation, whether it's a project you're working on, whether it's a relationship that you would like to build, just use it as a musical flow or as a dance that we're moving from here to here. It's not going to be, I want it this way and it's going to stay this way. If you look at it like that, you're in trouble. Yeah, that sounds like a great exercise. When you talk about music, it occurred to me that we were talking about constants in your life. Music can serve as a constant in your life. It can soothe you <laughs> in times yes. of, of challenge and change as well. Absolutely. And by, and by what you're saying, by realizing that music itself is built out of changing patterns that shows you the value of change and how much beauty it can create. Right. Without it, there's no music. Right. Well, without it, there's nothing, really. There's nothing. Life, the, the very definition of life itself is change. That's how you tell if something is alive, like a person or a dog or a fox, or if it's not alive, like a rock. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. It's changing. Living things change. Yeah. And it's by very definition. So we need change. We need the cells in our bodies to continually change. We need the food that we eat to change into nutrition. We need the oxygen we breathe to change into energy. So it is endemic to everything that we do. But I think one reason that we resist change is we become attached to things. And yeah. we feel like that we're dependent on things that probably we don't really even need, mm -hmm. but they're comfortable. They've been around. And, you know, this can be people or things or routines or jobs or ideas, even. Mm -hmm. We get very comfortable with them and we feel like those things define us. And so any kind of change to those things represents a threat, yes. you know, even an existential threat to our, to us. Absolutely. We feel like it's, it's threatening our whole identity, our whole idea of ourselves. And so that's one thing I think we have to watch out for is getting too attached to anything. I mean, we can, we can certainly love things and people obviously, and care deeply about all the different things in our lives. And yet we need to 
be careful not to become too attached because that's going to hold us back from the opportunities for changing and growing and developing. And, you know, it's so true, Ralph. And it's, I want to say here that we certainly don't ever want to sound like, oh, gosh, this is easy. Here are these tools and here's these ideas that we have. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And I simply want to put forth some things that I've learned to ease it a little bit, to help in any way that I can with the things that I've learned to say, hey, I know that's hard. I know you're having a rough time adapting and changing. Here's something else that you can try to make that just a little bit easier. Well, the good thing about life is that it's good and that it's hard. Yeah, right. Because the fact that it's hard is what makes it good. Makes us rise to the occasion, right? Right. That it makes us strong. It makes us grow. And it makes things meaningful. If if it was if change was easy, it wouldn't really have that much value to us. Mm-hmm. the The very fact that it is difficult is part of it's it's where its value comes from. Because if it was easy, it would have already been done, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it probably helps us to stay the course in finding what our real purpose is. That ease of change would have us kind of all over the map. And especially for creative people, it's hard to not be all over the map anyway. In having to change and having the difficulty of that, it can narrow down again the choices, making that a three-lane highway again, so that you don't have the time, you don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the energy to change in every different way that you might want to. So you narrow down and focus and make the changes that you need to really, sometimes without even knowing it, based on who you are and what your purpose is here in this world. Yeah, purpose is is key to it. And for some reason, what you were just saying made me think of, of the line from the Garth Brooks song, where he, he says, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and the difficulties of change, the fact that change is so difficult, we're not going to go through all that difficulty unless what we're doing is important to us. Mm-hmm. And so it does. It focuses us on purpose, yeah, on the really meaningful stuff in our life. And so I think from that perspective, change is a real gift to us. And even the fact that it's difficult is a gift. Yeah. And it's an adventure. And it's it's one that I think you and I would both highly recommend, not just, like you said, not just for the sake of change, but to be open to the possibilities of each new day, of each new era, of each new situation that we encounter. Yes, highly recommended. And hey, please do us a favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. That way, iTunes will expose the show to more people, and it'll give us the chance to help them connect on a deeper level, too. Thanks for spreading the word. When you need a break, a word of encouragement, a spark of creative juice and inspiration for mastering the challenges of life, work, and relationships, you'll find it in the Experience Excellence audio series from Connections University. You can download it right now through the link at deeperconnectionspodcast.com. 
While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show at deeperconnectionspodcast.com so you'll automatically get the latest episode as soon as it's available. You'll find options for iTunes and other platforms. You'll also find links to the music in this podcast, written and performed by Local Honey. I'm Ralph Marston. And I'm Kimberly Kane. Thanks for taking the journey with us. Be courageous in all of your connections. Go deeper. Your life will be richer for it. This is Deeper Connections. Learn more. Be more. At DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com.